Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I'm Kristen Kelp, hanging out online at brandcampblog.com and otherwise here to do magical and wonderful things with you. I just spent a whole week offline, like like didn't even check into Facebook or Instagram or email or any of the things. I did FaceTime twice, to be honest, but the rest of the time I was totally and completely off the grid. And there are a couple of things that I learned and I wanted to share them with you. None of which have to do with unplugging at all, interestingly. So first, I had some revelations about myself. One, when I go to an event, I'm just me. And when I try to be someone other than me or to consciously tone me down, it doesn't really work. So I went to uh, an event and on day one of the event, I was completely and totally like shut down hermit time. And I was like, that's not working. And so the next day I was like, okay, I'm going to be me, but I'm going to like keep my hood up and wear all gray and then be really quiet at dinners and things. So no one will notice me. I'm just going to keep going because Hermione's being an asshole. And that didn't work because it was really, really just almost impossible to hide. And I was like, okay, well, I'll put my hood down, but I won't say anything unless people talk to me because I don't want to steal anybody's thunder and I'm not teaching here and I'm not coaching here. And I just don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to get attention when I'm not. I'm really just here to be a participant. And that didn't work. And people kept coming up to me and asking me questions and saying, like, I heard that you know about this and I heard that you know about spirit animals and I want to talk to you about this or that and the other thing. And then I finally just put my hood down and realized that that's a really stupid and flimsy way to try and hide. It doesn't actually work. No one is fooled. They can see me because I can see them. And that the pain of toning it down was way too much relative to the pain of just being me and not turning it up to get attention, not trying to consciously manipulate anything, but just trying to, to, to actually let me out. So by the end of the week, I was wearing like all of my shirts that say fuck and making people laugh and being silly and goofy and um, just being me. So the pain of toning it down, if you have ever tried for the sake of, let's say, a relationship to wear something that's a little bit, quote unquote, less embarrassing, or you've been asked not to act like such a child, or you've been told that you're so silly, or you've been told that you're too happy, or what are you so happy about, or you've been sort of pulled across the coals, raked across the coals for having an emotion, any emotion at all. You've been told that you're too sensitive, that you're too flighty, you're too, you're too something. 
and then you try and adjust like you take a dial you can feel it and you turn it down and then in the relationship any kind of relationship they ask you to turn it down more they don't know how painful it is to try and turn it down let alone how far you've turned it down already and then you kind of resent them for the rest of your time together because they just ask and ask and ask and ask for you to turn it down you actively know that this is your this is who you really are and that actually there are layers and layers and layers and layers and layers that they do not get to see and holding all those layers in front of you instead of letting them out is really really fucking painful and I don't mean like like energetically painful I mean like physically in your body painful typically in your solar plexus which is right above your belly button it feels like being stabbed jabbed or punched right there and you will often curl around yourself which is why when you pull up your hoodie and you curl around yourself into a little ball it feels better because you at least can acknowledge the pain of turning your toning yourself down and this happens online all the time like you don't, you don't swear because you can't possibly swear because you would never ever swear. Or you wear the company logo or polo shirt because there's no way that your clients could deal with you just looking like a normal human when you show up to a meeting. Or you use the company protocols or the quote unquote professional protocols even though they feel really hollow when you say them out loud. Like they ting around in your mouth like some kind of like tinfoil, like ha la la. They feel terrible when you say them. Or you hear yourself repeating someone that someone else has said that sounded really good, but it doesn't feel good to you. Or you think that something is true and it just doesn't feel true. You can think it's true, but it doesn't like ring true anywhere deep in your belly. Or everywhere you go, you kind of panic because you know that no one can handle you, however big you are. And if you were fully you, everyone would run screaming and crying because no one can handle seeing the real you. Does that sound familiar? So without placing blame on anyone that is making those requests of you in relationship, and believe me, I know all of those really, really, really well, what if you just decided to stop turning it down? To consciously say, like, I'm having an emotion. Here's what it is. I'm having a feeling. This is happening. I wanted to swear, so I'm swearing. I wanted to wear my rainbow leg warmers when I went running. So I wore my leg rainbow leg warmers when I went, when I went running. These are not earth shattering things. Society will not stop because you decided to buy some really fucking hideous pants that you absolutely adore. It won't stop because you decided to dye your hair pink. It won't stop because you got a My Little Pony outfit. It won't stop because of any of that. It might be that people will look at you funny and that's okay because I have found that the pain of being looked at funny is in no way comparable to the pain of trying to tone it down. I don't have pink hair because I need attention. I have pink hair because if the full range of colors were available to humans being born, my hair would be pink. I can, I can guarantee this with 100% accuracy. I tried having rainbow hair, it felt terrible. Pink hair is just kind of who I am in the world at this moment feels really natural and I forget it's there and then sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm a little bit shocked and I don't swear because I need attention I don't swear because it feels good or nice I swear because I'm really really honest and this is how I actually talk and the only way I've found to talk to other people is to talk the way I actually talk which means sometimes I swear sometimes I don't and I'm usually not careful with the swears because the words that I find really offensive are charged with hatred 
They are all the racist words in the, in the language. They are all the really terrible, horrible words that come with baggage and that have slurs kind of behind them. And I don't think that shit is one of those words. I just don't. You will never catch me saying a racial slur or anything in that territory or realm. Those are my truly offensive words. Fuck is not a truly offensive word in my world. So that's just drawing a really clear boundary around what is offensive, what isn't offensive, what is you and what isn't you. And then when you look at your business, when you look at you online, how much of you do you let out? And the answer is generally, you can beat yourself up about it, but the answer is generally you could let out more. What would it look like to take the, the dial and just put it up by one notch? You don't have to like 42 notches, turn it up the volume and scare everybody away. Or, be like, or do that really weird thing where you're in the car and somebody accidentally knocks the volume all the way to the top and everybody goes, ah, because that's terrible. One notch, maybe two notches, just up the volume a little bit. What would it look like? You might get rid of Instagram. You might get rid of Facebook. You might decide that you're actually going to block a bunch of people on Facebook and then be your real self with all the people that are actually your friends. You might decide that you're going to meet with your clients in person a whole lot more or a whole lot less. You might decide that you can maybe say the word damn somewhere. You might say that you can put your photo on your website and not a shitty photo of you, not a selfie, and not a photo that has your kids, your dog, your wife, your clothes, your shoes, your other shit in it. It's just you looking at the camera, being you, letting yourself be seen. You, would, you might stop hiding behind your work. You might stop saying, people are just gonna find my work. They're just gonna find it. I don't have to do any work, because you do. You might stop thinking it's easy for you to say, but you don't know me because I do know you. I know that the most painful parts of my life have been the parts in which I felt rejected, shut down, alone, and as if no one could possibly see or understand what was going on within me. Once I got out of a relationship and it was six months later before I started singing in the car and I realized that I hadn't done any singing at any point during the relationship. That I had toned it down, but it's so incremental that you don't even see it go. It's not like I one day woke up and was like, I'm never gonna sing again. It's just that I toned it down just far enough that I stopped singing out loud by myself in the car. I stopped making up songs. I stopped leaving singing voicemails. And I don't even sing well. I don't know at what point I stopped writing poetry, but I know that it stopped. And it started again when the relationship ended, but it was a good long, like eight to nine months before that happened. Again, this is not a measure of someone else being wrong. I chose to tone it down in the name of a relationship. I chose again and again and again and again to tone it down, to try and fit in, to wear the gray clothes, please don't wear another pattern, to not dye your hair pink, to not paint the walls a different color, to not, to not, to not, to not tone it down that's incredibly painful. And the opposite of that is turning it up. So if you feel like there's this never ending need for more in your life, and you're gonna try and fill it with more food or more wealth or more travel or more something else, what if the more that you want is the more alive is all that you really want? You just wanna be more alive. The good news is that requires absolutely no money. You can do that right now. You can, even though it's scary, turn your fucking self up by a notch or two or three or five. Where are you holding back? Fucking stop doing that. And where are you holding back? Stop doing that. And this process never ends because you're keep gonna keep getting more alive and you're gonna keep getting bigger and you're gonna keep having to go, okay, 
here we go. They're really not going to like me now. And you know what happens? Some people don't like you, but the people who do love you, love you even fucking more. And if the relationships in your life can't handle how alive you are, not how big you are, not how much money you have, not any of that, but how alive you are, then that's okay. Because it's possible that your aliveness is calling out the parts of themselves that are dead or toned down or gray or hurting. And they can choose to come with you and be more alive every day, or they can choose to tone it down or hold it down and keep wearing the gray clothes with the professional blazer with the all of the lack of color and they can tone down their language and they can tone down their interests and it's not a bad thing that they keep toning it down that's what works for them right now it's cool but you don't have to do that anymore i know what it is to be weird and to be wild and to want to let it out and that's the thing it's not an easy thing but you can see it in little ways does your biography actually tell people who you are or is it just a list of your interests that you're vaguely sort of kind of remotely related to you? Is your ideal client actually somebody that you would love to fucking work with or is it based on some kind of intellectual masturbating that involves coming up with their income bracket and the brands that they like and the clothes that they like and the blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. Your ideal client is you with a slightly different problem, one that you can fix. That's it. That's all. That's how I've gotten every client that I've ever gotten and made every penny that I've ever made. I've talked to me, but with a slightly different problem. Or me, but I don't have the ability to do for me what I can do with, with other people, which is be like, oh, that's the, that's, there's like 100% of this is, is pretty much bullshit. And then there's this like little string thread of truth. And I can pull out the thread of truth and then say, what do we do with this? Once I found that thread, everything changes and I can't do it for myself, which sucks but I can do it for everybody else. And then I go, based on this thread, what do you need to turn up? What is the thing that is dying to be born? What is next? Where are you hiding? When you are scared to talk to me or work with me, it's because I will hold that thread up and things will shift and change. It's typically the thread that's kind of holding things together right now. But like, oh no, I'm gonna take that out. And then what's, what's changing? Hmm, interesting. And you don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to shave your head, move to Bali and become a nun. You can do it in tiny, tiny increments. Let yourself be seen. Let yourself be seen. Let yourself be seen. Be really, really ruthless with the people that you let in and out of your life and make sure that they are as alive or more alive than you are and you will only get more alive. There is no fucking other choice. What you really want way the fuck deep down is to be more alive. And that's easily kind of run into other routes like oh you want more money or oh you want more freedom or oh you want more other feeling way the fuck deep down you want to be more alive the way to being more alive is not really simple there's no seven fucking figure plan that comes with it there's no guarantee that you're going to make millions of dollars and there's no guarantee that people are going to like what they find when you find what you are but the pain of turning it down, the pain of not writing, of not singing, of not dancing, of keeping your hair a normal fucking color, the pain of going shopping and going, oh no, that's too much, I can't do that, of self-censoring, the pain of that is so much worse than the pain of when people give you really odd looks because you've got pink hair and you're riding in the Target cart again. Like, damn it, those people are having fun and I am not and people get really pissed off about that and it has nothing to do with you. I'm alive, you're a little bit less alive. Fucking catch up. It's not an indictment of you. It's 
like, come on, dude. I need playmates. We all need playmates. We all need to be more alive. So let's get more alive. The end. That's my goal. Typically, I help people do that through business. Sometimes I just help you generally be more alive. You guys, I'm totally going to fucking cry. One of the women that I work with two years ago when I met her, she had these big, giant walls that were like, I dare you to come and get me. Like, I dare you. I'm so bitter and hurt and frustrated. And when I announced those things to her, that like, this is the way you feel to me. You feel really hurt. You feel like you have really big walls. You feel like there's something that's deep down that's under there that's really fucking painful. And she went, oh my God, you can feel that. I thought I was hiding that all this time. And I was like, maybe for other people, but not for me. And today, a couple of years later, I had my final call with her. And uh, she's like, I can't even describe to you how much lighter she is, how much more alive she is, how much more grateful she is for what she's got, how much more handled she has things. And she says she has a friend that she trusts implicitly now. That's such big change. And it all has to do with being more alive. Also, like her business is completely booked out and it's totally interesting to her and she's in it to win it and her artistry has grown and that's amazing and wonderful and lovely. But really, really what's happened is that she's gotten more alive. And when you get more alive, all of your life gets more alive. So if your business is dead, where are you dead? Because I guarantee that when you play with one, you'll when you influence one, you'll influence the other. And as you get more alive, your business gets more alive. Unless you fucking hate your business, at which point find some work that gets you more alive and let it bring the rest of you to life. This is a little bit rambly, but I'm just telling you, where you are dead, you can't expect your business to be alive. And when your business is alive, you can't expect yourself to be dead. They're going to influence each other. And the goal of it, of the more, the constant more, 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 more. It's not more money or more wealth or more fame or more freedom or any of the things that people are trying to sell you. It's being more alive. And I dare you, despite the pain of it and the risk of it, to be more of yourself every damn day and to be more alive. Whatever that means, that's what deep, 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 deep down you're really after. So, how do you get more alive? That's the question. And it's different for everyone. So I'm not going to try and pitch you some sort of product right now. <laughs> um, I just want you to get more alive. That's it. And as always, uh, my currency is partly money. Like, you can totally pay me to do shit, but it's also kind words or just words about, like, what's going on? What's happening? Hey, I listened to this and I had some thoughts. And, uh, yeah, so I'm at brandcamponline at gmail.com and you can talk to me. And I'm not just saying that as, like, some sort of bullshit motherfucking way to be like, sure, you should talk to me because this is part of my 27-point marketing strategy connection. And then my second point is community and that... No, that's bullshit. And we both know that's bullshit. Community doesn't happen because you make a Facebook group. Community happens because you were deeply connected with a group of people that you choose to be connected with. That's it. That's all. So where can you get more alive? And then play the game of noticing where people are trying to sell you something else. And they're really just selling you being more alive. Or where being alive doesn't come into the picture at all. And then be really fucking suspicious of those people. Oh, you want to teach me how to make seven figures? Is that interesting? Are you worried about my aliveness? Or are you just, no, you're just, 
okay, okay, you're just, you just want me to make seven figures and the aliveness is, uh, okay, all right, mm-hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention, because what you really want is to be more alive. I promise you that. And that is not dependent on money at all. It can be important to being alive, but only to a point. And even then, it's not nearly as much money as you think. So go out there, get more alive, tell me about it. Brandcamponline at gmail.com. With so fucking much love and goodness and the wish that you can turn yourself up just a degree or two or seven. And, uh, and that the people around you really love what they see when you let them see you. That's what I want for you today. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format. One gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.